This is the Amazing Education Podcast. Powered by the Ames Community School District, I'm your host, Eric Smith. On today's episode, we are joined by Chris Snyder from Drake University. We're going to have an amazing conversation specifically about what parents should know as it relates to their students on social media and conversations that they can have at home. All right, Chris Snyder, thank you for being willing to do a second episode on this topic of social media. So if you didn't have a chance to listen to episode 29 of our Amazing Education podcast, I'd encourage you to do so. Um, This is a part two to that. Now, you don't necessarily need to listen to that one before this one, but it might be helpful. In that first episode, you know, we really took an adult perspective and how social media, the current landscape of the social media, and what that looks like for businesses. But on this episode, I really think it's going to be beneficial for us to dive into more of what parents need to know and how are our students on social media. And they're living on it, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they are constantly online, right? And that's that's their word. So I know there is research that asks them how often they are on social media, and their answer is we are constantly online. So they are always having their phone in their hand and always you know, one notification away from jumping right back into uh, that online world. And so it's, it's a huge part of their lives is being able, being able to communicate with people through social media. Is this a good thing? I mean, we can't change it. Um, As parents, we can maybe manage it to a certain extent, but it's inevitable that, you know, if as teenagers they want to get on on social media, they're going to, um, and they're going to engage and be on it constantly and probably um, more than what we ever realize as parents. So what do do we do? So, you know, I think having healthy relationships in in real life and online is is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that there are good aspects of this. Um, you know, as the parent of children who are still too young to be in this world, but have maybe started asking about this world and will, will be there soon, um, you know, it's something that, that I think about. Like, when, when will they be ready? And I think that's the question is, what makes our students ready to be on social media? So the Facebook papers articles that came out recently, right, and are still coming out, have lots of revelations in there. But to me, the big one that affects young people is that, uh, you know, Facebook in particular, and and Instagram is underneath there, and I think you can probably lump all the social networks in this to a degree, uh, put massive growth ahead of people's mental well-being. And so there are things going on that our our students cannot, that our, our students, our kids, cannot handle yet. Mm-hmm. Um, kids need to be able, kids need play. Kids need, need to, yeah. kids need to, uh, and you can play online, right? That can fit, but kids need to uh, take risks, risks and they need to make mistakes and those mistakes need to be of low consequences. Yeah. So they continue to learn and then once they become adults, they don't make those mistakes. Um, and it's fine when we do those things uh, in the backyard with our friends and with your, your siblings, but when you start making those mistakes or have the potential to make those mistakes 
in the online world where anything can be screenshotted, yeah. that's that's where it starts to to scare me to think that you know my could my kid could make a misstep simply because he wasn't yet ready to handle Instagram, uh, and that could haunt him for a long time. Yeah, and so. The other thing that came out, you know, with those files was how detrimental it is to teens, particularly teen girls. I mean, is 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 it just the reality that those mistakes that need to happen? I mean, kids need to make thousands of mistakes, um, thousands and thousands of mistakes over the course of years. I mean, we all do. I mean, that's how that's how you learn. That's how you learn to socialize. That's how you learn to interact with other people. And then here, every every small one has at least the potential to be amplified. Right, and and you know, and then and it's not just the mistakes that are amplified. And we're, we're scaring people off now. No one's going to want their kids on social media. Uh, but <laughs> is that a bad thing. <laughs> but it's not just the mistakes that are amplified, right? It's it's the good thing that's happening to someone else that's not happening to you that gets yeah. amplified, right? So it's the the algorithms that prioritize, uh, you know skinny the you yeah. know the, the perfect yeah. body image right it's it's all these things that you know maybe that we are prepared prepared to deal with like we can handle that as adults yeah. we've gone through enough in our life that, that we can get through that and maybe we can get through it as a, that's the maybe. other thing is that there's been maybe. plenty of times in the last couple of years that I've just sat up at night and cannot sleep because my mind is racing about something I saw on Facebook yeah, yeah. and and I just think my kids are not ready for this, yeah. right? And so when will they be ready for this? And that's that's the next step to figure out is when when are your kids ready to handle this? Yeah. The um, you know, I've heard other people comment on this, and of course, social media plays a big role, and that's what we're talking about on on um, this episode. But we are in this culture that just desires eyeballs, and so you know, Facebook is a business that desires to have your eyeballs, my eyeballs. Um, everybody on Facebook, Twitter's the same way. Um, but there are other, you know, tech and every tech industry in, in many ways is, is about that. And so social media plays a key role, but a lot of these things interweave with each other. It's not just necessarily social media, you know, there's the fashion industry and how they, um, you know, portray young women. There's, uh, the movie industry, you know, that also plays a role in, in this. And, does it really come down to parents having conversations, candid conversations with their kids? Yeah, to me, to me, it does. Right, it's a combination of that and, and of you know of the kids just understanding what what social media is yeah. like and, and what what can happen there. And and do the and do these kids even need social media? If you're going to school every day and seeing all of your friends, you know, you're not really in that world yet where you need social media. Whereas adults have different groups of friends living all over the place now yeah. from different places in our lives. And, and so we need that. So that's another part of just thinking about, you know, whether your kids even need social media yet, whether it enhances yeah. their life yet or not, because there, there are great things about social media, right? I mean, I connected with my, uh, the kid who used to live next door to me and moved away when I was in third grade. We're, yeah. we're Facebook friends now. We comment on each other's stuff. I mean, this is, this is wonderful things yeah. that happen because of social media. Um, but I, I didn't need that when I was when I was 13 years old. Right. Um, and so, 
you know, what I've told my kids is, you know, we're not going to talk about social media until you're 13 because that's kind of the age that's currently put on it. But although I, I mean, I would welcome that ra- that age being raised. Yeah. And I also recognize that people get on, find ways to get on earlier than that, right? So I'm sure my kids are pretty smart. If they wanted to get on, they could probably find a way yeah. uh, around those sorts of things. But we've talked about making sure that they are ready to be on social media, right? Yeah. And so like, what important things do I want them to know? And that's things like, that social media is not real life. Social media represents the best of us. Yeah. You know, or the worst. Well, in some ways. <laughs> it, yeah, it represents the best. That's true. It represents the best and worst. But when we're when we're picking out a photo to post, we we probably you know we might have taken. Uh, my family and I went to a, a holiday thing last night, and we took a selfie, and we took like ten of them. Yeah. And then I picked the best one to post on on social yeah. media, right? Yeah. So it's always going to be the kind of the the best of you that's there. Um, I want them to know things like that likes are a horrible way to measure our worth. Uh, yeah. You know, I think likes made sense for these social networks, but don't make any sense for, for kids. Yeah. Um, and then another big thing I want them to understand is just assume anything you post is public, right? That anything you type into the world or post into the world, even if you think it's, it's private, it's not private. There's always the chance that that goes, goes beyond that. So when you talked about, you know, the great things related to, to social media, um, a number of things kind of came into my head. So I am not, I too am not to the point where my kids are in third grade. They are not on social media, but you know, we're, you know, dipping our toe and inevitably edging into that digital landscape with them. I mean, they have an iPad, they don't have the run of the iPad. Uh, they, they can't just do anything they want with it. You know, they have to ask permission. And a lot of it is to, you know, they want to watch something on, on Netflix and Disney Plus, and, and that's great. I mean, every parent does this. It's, you know, you hit your you hit the end of the day and you're, you're done. <laughs> and, you know, th- those things are, are inevitable. Um, but I, I do remember this part of it in that last year during COVID, we had neighbors across the street. They had kids of similar age. We would kick our kids outside every single day and they would be outside all day playing with each other. I mean, we just essentially, you know, pandemic together Mm -hmm. and they were outside every single day. And unfortunately, you know, that family had to move away due to a job opportunity, you know, tears, of course, you know, from (laughs) our kids, but they've been able to connect continue to connect because of um, the technology that we have today. And it's been absolutely wonderful. In fact, uh, we had one of the kids stay with us for a weekend and it was like they never skipped a beat because they were able to continue to connect. And it was great. Um, But that's not always, you know, that's not always the case. Like you said, it's you can get into it so far where you're essentially living in this digital world that isn't real life. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question, right? The, the, you know, and obviously, you know, we, we know there are bad things on the internet and bad actors and, and all those things. And so just, you know, I think we just need to try to be as aware as we can of what our what our kids are doing and talking to them about every step of the yeah. way and making sure things are are right for them. So you know, Instagram kids is a good topic yeah. to discuss because yeah. in, I mean we never saw this, but but Facebook was working on a version of Instagram for for kids, so we yeah. never knew what the features were, and you know, and this for, for me was a tough one because you know on one side 
I was secretly rooting that this would happen and could be a, a safe introduction to so, social media yeah. for my kids without likes, without some of the things that, that cause problems. Um, but at the same time, it's like, do I trust Mark Zuckerberg to make the right decisions yeah. when it comes to my kids? And yeah. no, no, I do not. <laughs> no. no. Well, you know, it's interesting because I listened to an interview with him and, and someone point blank asked him, you know, their age is 13. And they asked him about, you know, students being on their platforms, you know, at age 10, 11. And, and his response wasn't, yeah, you know, it is a it is a concern that, you know, we need to address it. His response was, well, that, that can't happen because we have an age limit. It's like, come on, dude. Like, you know, you know, you know kids are on your platforms. And then as these um, Facebook papers came out, they prioritized the engagement on their, on their platforms rather than the mental health well-being of not only adults but primarily kids as well. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, you can't you can't sugarcoat it. Mark Zuckerberg wants wants those kids on his platforms 100%. as early as they can be on yeah. so they can get hooked, right? I mean, yeah. maybe in, Instagram kids maybe was going to be the the happy meal of of social maybe. media, right? I mean, yeah. our, our kids drive, we drive at McDonald's and, and kids scream McDonald's because of the happy meals with a little toy. Yeah. Um, and so it just kind of gets them hooked. And that's what they want is to get them hooked young. And so, you know, I taught a uh, video workshop with middle school kids a couple of years ago. And there was a kid in there who had an Iowa Hawkeye shirt on. I was like, oh, great. You're going to go to Iowa? And he's like, no, I'm going to Iowa State. I went to a camp there for robotics, and I'm already signed up. I mean, he was like 10 oh, years yeah. old. Yeah. I mean, kids are very influential at a, very, oh, at a young goodness. age. Yeah. It, um, it is really cool. So, you know, we're a one-to-one district, technology district, which I think was really cutting edge, you know, seven years ago when when we started doing it. I, I would imagine that there's a lot of school districts are, are that way now, but their skill set around um, the digital age and digital communication is really, really phenomenal. Like just what they're able to do. Like I was talking with some high school students just earlier this week about doing a podcast. Like they get it. I mean, like they get how to do it. Um, we talked through a lot, a number of really good um, things that I, you know, encourage them to consider. But like they get it. Yeah, they understand technology. They can use. I mean, they you hand hand a three year old an iPad and he's going to figure yeah. something out on it. Do so. You've worked, you know, a lot with undergrads, graduate students, and then you know, as you mentioned in our previous podcast, high school students as well. Do they have us have an understanding, in your opinion, that? it's permanent, that things are, are permanent online. And, and I, I ask because you're in your teenage years, you know, it's, you know, whatever. I mean, we've all, we've all done things when we were teenagers. It's just, you know, you and I grew up uh, before social media and there wasn't that same type of longevity to those mistakes at, as what they are now. And I would imagine that there's a lot of employers, they, in addition to a background check, probably do a digital footprint check of the people who, that they are looking to hire. Yeah. And I think that they don't get it. And my, my best like anecdote to explain that is a little bit old, but when, uh, when students were leaving Facebook, cause, cause I mean, Facebook was originally for college students, yep. so it yep. held on a long time as, as attracting young people. But when they started leaving Facebook for Twitter, 
Uh, the reason that they were going from Facebook to Twitter that they told me, and this is like multiple students in different classes saying the same thing, I said, uh, we went from Facebook to Twitter because Twitter is more private. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> Facebook is actually the private one. Twitter is the public one. And they just didn't understand because in their mind, their parents weren't on Twitter. So that's what made it private. So they don't even see it through, I think, you know, the holistic lens of what these uh, apps are and how they work. They see it through their own life. And so they don't know those things. Yeah. I mean, and, and listen, I get it. Um, these are really adult conversations that need to be had with what? 13-year-olds? I mean, I'm still under sort of, my opinion is that, you know, a student graduates from high school, they don't need to know what they're going to do the rest of their life. You know, I mean, they're they're 18 years old. You know, if you want to go to college, great. If you have um, uh, another job that you want to go to, great. You know, and I hope that our district, you know, help prepare those students for whatever's next, you know, once they graduate, whatever that may be. But that doesn't mean that you're tied into that forever. And yet some of these conversations need to be had with middle school students and who are even less equipped, you know, necessarily to have that understanding, nor should they need to have that understanding. Yeah. And I think that's, that's hard. So, you know, I think parents need to start talking to their kids about some of these social networks at, at yeah. an early age. You know, when I think about it, like I used to always ask my nieces who are older than my kids, like, oh, what social networks are you guys using? Yeah. You know, what are your friends using? Because I was curious to know because yeah. that's kind of my job to know these things. And, you know, thinking about it, I've, I've never asked, you know, my 10-year-old, my are your friends on social media? Are they yeah. doing stuff there? And so, I, you know, I, I need to start having that conversation with, with, with them, right? And it's kind of like, it's a little bit like the, the, you know, getting us into kind of the, the bad side of TikTok that we hear about, you know. And so you hear there's this TikTok hoax yep. or, or, a, or a TikTok challenge, challenge yep. you know, the, to do something, you know, bad at school. Yep. And you're like, well, do I ask my kids about this? Or is me asking my kids about this going to be their first time they learn about this? And now they're going to go look yeah. for, for this thing. And so, you know, that's what's tough is, is to know what to talk to your kids about. And I guess, you know, as early as you can develop that relationship where you're discussing these things is, is important. I think, I, I really do think so. You know, those same questions were ones that, you know, we had as a district, you know, do, do we, do we share this out and then raise more attention to it? Um, or do we, do we not? And so we we did send something to parents, you know, this is now probably a month, month and a half ago. And we got, um, you know, some positive feedback. Hey, thanks. You know, it did actually kickstart conversations in, in our homes around those types of things. They, the parents were not aware of it at the time. And so like they appreciated that. And so they could engage their students in those types of conversations. So tips for parents, you know, let's say, we have a range of parents. You know, I'm an elementary um, school age parent, but you know, we have parents for our middle school students and and even our high school students who you know some are already on social media platforms. You know, it's tough. You know, once kids get into high school, you know, you you have to start that process of letting go a little bit. You know, they're they're becoming adults, and you have to let them go. And you know, they. They start driving cars and you have to get them a phone and that inevitably is going to lead, at least for this conversation, them to be in on social media. So how do you manage this? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think the communicating with your kids is important. I think that 
trying to understand these social networks is important. I mean, I tell everybody, download TikTok and you're right into it. You don't have to go follow anyone. It's yeah. you're, you're right there and you'll start to get a sense of what it's like. Um, just understand it. You don't have to create content there, but but understand these social networks so you can you know talk to your kids about them in in the right ways. And yeah, and understand that at some point, you know, they're gonna they're gonna they need to, the freedom to be let go and and go yeah. explore these things and 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 use them. Um, and hopefully you've done enough with them that you trust that they're going to do a good job on it. Yeah. Um, you know I feel like my 10-year-old is going to be fine when the time comes that he can be on social media yeah. because he's a thoughtful, smart kid, and we talk openly about things. Um, and then you've got to decide whether you're, you know, some parents are like, we collect the phones at night. Some yeah. parents are, you got to give give kids a little bit of latitude to, yeah. you know, to make their own mistakes. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's tough. It's not something I'm looking forward to. <laughs> well, I'm going to connect with you in a couple of years. You can let me know how it goes, and then you can give me some really uh, some more active tips. You know, I feel like over the, the course of these two episodes, you know, maybe me in particular, you're like, I rag a lot on social media. You know, like, is it good? Is it? Is it? Well, there is good to it, you know. Um, there are challenges with it, and it's going to continue to evolve. You know, the way that Facebook started it to the way it is now – um, it's changed a lot and, and it's really impacted our world in, in a grand, grand way. But in some ways, aren't we just in the infancy of this social media? I mean, it certainly isn't going away and having the, the skills and understanding of how to manage today's social media can be beneficial, um, moving forward. I mean, jobs, I mean, literal jobs are created around these platforms, and having that understanding can be incredibly powerful for, for stu- students now who eventually will be adults and, and working, you know, in years to come. Yeah. I mean, I rely on these students who understand how to use TikTok appropriately and, and can do that for, uh, you know, both our school brand and then they, you know, can help them get jobs with other brands yeah. that need someone who is younger and can can understands how to uh use these, how these networks are used and then how to craft the, the message for the brand that goes with that. So there's, there's a lot of power in understanding these social networks and you're right. I mean, they're, they're very much in the infancy and, uh, you know, I think that it's good that the Facebook files kind of brought us back to thinking about the mental well being of people. And so I think I see a a lot of stuff coming out from these. And and, I mean, these social networks can launch things fast. I mean, they have, powerful, they have lots of people, powerful teams, they can do things really fast. So they're addressing that. I saw a great post um, from TikTok yesterday addressing the challenges. Okay. Um, That was really interesting. So they they did some research to figure out um, what sort of things young people think is, uh, is risky. And so, so things that we think is risky, yeah. they don't yet think is risky. And so that's part of it is they don't, they don't necessarily see these things as risky. Yeah. And that to me is an educational opportunity. I mean, the good news is you got them in school for seven hours a day. Yeah. You can, we can be teaching them some things. Yeah. Um, but kind of understanding, uh, you know, how risky some things are, how bad some things are for them to do uh, can, can start to make a difference in what they do and don't do. Yeah. So I know that you're having these conversations with college-age students, are you aware of, you know, 
is this becoming more ingrained in in public schools now? Um, we don't have it in a robust way, but I've had students, I've talked with high school students uh, about their engaging their interest on, you know, doing some social media on our behalf as a district or their particular school as a district. These are probably things that we should start bringing to the forefront. I, I've gathered that there are some students, high school students, like they get the difference between personal social media and things you can and can't do. Mm -hmm. And operating on behalf of an entity, whatever that entity is. You know, it could be a small organization, could be a large organization. Those are two different things. Yeah, and so I actually, I taught a high school workshop last week. And so whenever I teach, you know, whenever I can be around high school students, I yeah. want to talk to them about social media. And so I asked the question, I said, if you could only pick three social networks to have at your high school, you know, mm -hmm. what, what would those three be? You want to take a guess at what the what it was when it was three? Students are answering students, this. High school students. Probably Snap and TikTok and YouTube. Uh, and YouTube was on the list, but that wasn't one. So it okay. was yeah, it was it was Snapchat, it was uh, TikTok, and it was Instagram. Okay. okay. So those yeah, three. Sure. Yep. So then I said, now if you, if you can only have two, then any guesses what it what Snap it and TikTok. So TikTok was chosen by everyone yeah and then it was kind of split between instagram and okay snapchat yep and then the surprise was when i said you could only have one it wasn't tiktok oh, okay it became instagram so it's, so it's kind of clear instagram number one tiktok number two yeah and snapchat you know number three but to me that says if you are trying to reach High, and this is what I told them. I said, okay, so you are, these were journalism students who have a yearbook, have an, a newspaper yep. publication, and they're trying to reach high school students. So I said, if you're trying to reach high school students, you need to be number one, using Instagram to do it, number two, using TikTok to yep. do it, and then number three, considering Snapchat, because they, again, they consider Snapchat more of a messaging app, and so they weren't using it in any way. But I said, maybe we need to figure out how could we use Snapchat yeah. if, if that's where they are, if Interesting. we meet them where they are. Well, that is how I think about it, too. In some ways, we're not on Snapchat or, or TikTok. But, you know, the Facebook is for for everyone. You know, it's for the moms, dads, the grandpas and grandmas. I see Instagram and, you know, we do a lot of cross posting, but Instagram is is for our, our students a lot. You know, I we've I've seen a growth just anecdotally. Um, in our Instagram account, and a lot of them are students because that's where they live, and and they're interested. Sometimes they're interested in what we have to say, but at least they follow, you know, our account. It's a lot more adult-centered content than mm -hmm. you know student-centered content, but it impacts their world, and so I think that's why they uh, follow us on on Instagram. Yeah, and here's the other thing that is of an interest to you. See if see if this has popped up in your world yet. So so these are students from all over the country, different high schools, and they all mentioned that at their school. There were uh, just like funny Instagram accounts run by students about something. So it's there's yep. one was like is just like uh, and they all they all like have the same name, but then the school name. So one was just like photos of people sleeping at school, sure. right? Yep. And there's a a bad parking one at the school, yep. right? And so there, you know, and what that speaks to me is that a lot of the, these teenagers are on Instagram, but they're afraid to post to their own Instagram because of the you know maybe yeah. the pressures of being perfect on there. So they'd rather have these low these run these other accounts where there's no pressure to do anything yeah. right or wrong and it can just be horrible photos it's anonymous it, essentially yeah so I they mean, can, they kind of they they need these outlets to share some things yeah uh, but maybe they're smart enough to realize that they're not quite ready to have 
everything associated with their their name and profile yeah. on Instagram. Well, maybe that's smart in some ways. Then uh, it does. Uh, some of those accounts do eat up uh, pockets of my week from time to time. <laughs> so uh, um, I don't know that I have always a strongly positive opinion about them. But again, listen, I get it. It's the reality of of the world in which we live in now. And so we really just have to you know, continue to take efforts to, to reach and engage with our students. And that comes from us as a district, with our teachers, our building administrators, and then parents as well. Um, well, we've hit our time. We've, we've done two of them. Chris, I want to thank you so much for being on both of these episodes of the Amazing Education Podcast. Thank you.